So the only way that this could have been achieved is if the tools were tipped with diamonds. This is funny because it's totally wrong. Ancient Sanskrit texts dating back as far as 6,000 BC. Wow, 6,000 BC? Really? In reality, the oldest of these texts would be the Vedas, which date to between 500 and 1500 BC. Ancient aliens just adds another 5,000 years, as if no one would notice. Logic does not exist at Pumapunku. I propose that logic still exists at Pumapunku, and that the scattered state of the complex can easily be explained. Egyptologists' explanation of this is that it is a lotus flower. And what appears to be a bulb around is the aroma of the lotus flower. And so it's just a very odd depiction of a flower. That is a terrible representation of the mainstream view of this relief. It's ancient aliens using a straw man argument to make their argument look superior. This is not about ancient aliens getting a few claims wrong here and there, but their main theory still being true. That's not a tenable belief in light of this information. You have seen the unmistakable symptoms of the entire theory being wrong. You're listening to Canary Cry Radio. Now here are your hosts, Basil and Gauntz. Hey everybody, welcome to Canary Cry Radio once again. Thanks for tuning in this week. We've got a very special show this week. My name is Basil. And I am Gons. And uh, we have the guy who pretty much led us on to Revelations Radio Network. And um, he's been really vital in my walk with Christ. And um, actually, I probably wouldn't be sitting here and Basil probably wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for this guy. He has uh, so many websites that I won't be able to name all of them, but uh, the main one is NowhereToRunRadio.com. He's also Nowhere to Run 1984 on YouTube, as well as Verse by Verse BT. Uh, And then most recently, he has um, a film out called Ancient Aliens Debunked that is taking the internet by storm. So it's Chris White. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, As I was saying, you guys are doing a really great job with the podcast um, the quality of the podcast is great, and I just really like the way that you guys handle the guests and everything. You're just doing a really good job. Oh shucks. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> well, I am very personally excited to have you on the show, and I know Gons is as well. And I know that there are many listeners who are also just so excited right now because um, we've gotten their emails, and you know, you're you're requested a lot, Chris. So, so we're so glad to have you on here, and uh, I'm sure our listeners are very thankful as well. Well, um, let's let's just jump into some some stuff here. We got some questions here that you know we can just toss around, and and you can uh, just throw in your two cents and and whatnot. But uh, just the first question we have is, um, how long did it take you to put the film together? I know you were in Africa for a while, and um, and what was the approach or the method you took to debunk the claims by ancient aliens? Well, um, I'd say I got started on this somewhere around mm, early, early of 2012. So it was either like January, February, somewhere in there. So, so it's been whatever that is, seven, eight months. I don't know. Um, and maybe more than that. I don't even know. I have no idea what, what about time. Anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, it's complicated. I know. <laughs> Yeah, everybody out there is like, oh man, he doesn't know that, and he's debunking <laughs> this. Okay, so 
So it took a long time, and um, there was a lot of research that went into this. Um, Gonz, I knew that you were you were uh, intimately involved with this too, helping with the research and all this stuff. But what what the what we had to do with this because it was a series and there was a lot of shows. Some of them uh, early on were hour and a half shows, and we had to go through all the ancient alien shows and kind of mark each place in every show where they said something dumb or really either said something mainly it was about what topic they were saying and so we could kind of have a a map of of what topics were said where so we could uh, could deal with the topics later on right and then we took all those topics and we put them in a, a little wiki format where uh, uh, some some uh, folks, I, I I don't know how many people it was, Gons, maybe like 10 or so people. Yeah, it was about 10. That we kind of just took certain um, of those topics and we all just sort of looked into the ones that we agreed to look into. We kind of compared our notes with the wiki thing and then um, I just sort of took all that in when I started doing the, the research after after that stage and Choosing which ones were somewhat difficult because it was a mixture between what was, you know, really the the focus of uh, what what they were doing, like you know the big the big things that they were using to support the ancient astronaut theory, uh, and then there were some other just some fun stuff. Well, I can't leave that one out. That's just too fun. So, and there there were some things like that. But I, I really it really took a long. It was the most intense thing research wise because every claim was like this thing that just you just didn't know off the top of your head. It was like you have to go learn about a complete mythology or a complete. Uh, it seemed like there were sixteen or so topics that we did, and a lot of those things I had to just start from scratch. Like I know nothing about this issue right. um, for the most part. Uh, there were, I mean. There were a lot of things that I knew the answer to, like let's say the Anunnaki issue. I knew the answer based on you know what I'd seen already at SitchinIsWrong.com and a lot of other things. But they made a lot of other claims uh, in that segment that required me like learning as much as I could about that issue, which is a right. huge complex issue and things like the. So anyway, to make a long story short, it was mostly research. I did spend two months in Africa where I wrote the script. But I had done enough research. I didn't have the internet there most of the time, so uh, I got it all done, and, and I put all the, the files and things that I would need or thought that I would need on a uh, Kindle. And then so I, I worked with that Kindle as I wrote the script um, in Africa. So then after that, it was like this mad dash of video editing that was just about – destroyed me because I was so intent to get it out and I'm so used to getting a video or whatever that I'm doing out that day. So I was, it it was was so frustrating that no matter how hard I worked, you know, I would get five, 10 minutes of video done a day in a three hour film was just like so difficult for me to endure, but uh, it did finally get done. Right. Wow. Yeah. And, And like you said, the thing was three hours long. So, you know, you're talking about cutting stuff out. Well, obviously, there's a a lot that you just couldn't leave out. Right. That was that was the big question. What what do I uh, include? And what do I? I mean, I I really would have liked to just have debunked everything. I mean, if it was feasible, but. uh, But there were some things that I that I would have liked to include and maybe probably should have included, um, but uh, but just had to make some cuts somewhere. Well, I think you're you're sort of following up as well with uh, I think you have a podcast that you put out today um, 
just sort of, you know, an ancient aliens debunked podcast. And then, you know, I saw you did a, a debunking of a debunking of a debunking, which, <laughs> which, uh, for, you know, those of you listening who are totally confused, basically, um, some guy tried to debunk ancient aliens debunked. And then, uh, and Chris went back and debunked the debunking of ancient aliens debunked. So, uh, right. And that guy uh, was, uh, Philip Coppins who appears in the ancient aliens quite a lot. He's the guy with the long hair and the British accent. Oh, right. Right. Uh, so. so he had, you know, to defend his title. Sure. He's just coming out with a book. He was, he was supposed to be on our, uh, on, uh, on coast to coast this Sunday. So, so, uh, Jason Calavito came out with a post today cause he did the same thing with Jason Calavito, uh, recently and they got into a big back and forth and then Calavito posted on Twitter today that he just realized why Philip Coppins was out there trying to defend all this stuff. Cause he's got a book coming out. And right. Days, right. Yeah. And you know, the, all this ancient alien, ancient astronaut, astronaut stuff, you know, had a good amount of time where they were, um, you know, they had their thing going on, and you weren't really there uh, at the time, you know, to debunk things. And, you know, then you kind of just came in and stirred the pot. What what sort of, um, I mean, it seems like it could have become a sort of hostile uh, situation. Well, one thing you said there uh, is interesting that I think that one of the reasons that I was wanted to do this so bad is because it, it hadn't been done. And I was so sure that it, it should have been done by now. You know, somebody should right. have done a comprehensive debunking of this. Like, Oh, I believe this. Oh, here's a link. You know, I, I wanted that link for the people that would say that. Cause every time somebody emailed me about that, I'd have to be like, well, see the engineering thing. You know? So, and I just wanted to give them a link. So, and I never could. And I would sometimes, you know, link them to Heiser or whatever, but that never really was comprehensive it was sort of here and there and, and not necessarily about their particular issue so um so actually the whole time i was doing it i'm thinking somebody's going to come out with this and, and do this like halfway through it, you know but i was so surprised that it hadn't been done and that's one of the driving reasons that i ended up doing it wow so, well yeah there you go and uh you know just taking it uh taking the bull by the horns there and just you know, feeling the need you, just yeah. filling the need, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Um, did you did you find anything in the process of of looking into the ancient alien claims? Where, I mean, I doubt you did, but just just I'm just asking because I'm curious. Where you said, well, you know, they might be onto something, or they they may have a point, or was it just just all fail? Like, was it just all like every single right. time they said something, it was just spewing lies? Well, let's see. I mean, you know, I think that. A lot of what they're saying is based on some kind of truth, especially the stuff that does deal with like uh, that stuff that has that crossover of the Nephilim and stuff like that. Um, you know, even something like Gobekli Tepe, which is this really ancient site that's its main claim to fame is that it's really, really old and it's in Turkey. And, you know, th they're all going about going around saying it's, you know, whatever, 10,000 years old. I know that's a modern sort of dating of some local fire pits and some other stuff is, is dating it that to that right. and whatever. I mean, I, I do think that the issue is that it's really, it's probably one of the oldest sites in the world. And I don't think that's a mistake that it's exactly where it is in Turkey, which is where I would expect all of this to have come from, uh, at least modern wise uh, after Noah's Ark and all that stuff. So in fact, it has pictures of animals on that, on that thing that shouldn't be there, you know, as far as animals that are not local to that area or, or whatever. But 
like that that's the kind of stuff that, that yeah that's old and and yeah uh, it, it it shouldn't be there um based on but you know most of those things like that had crossover to things that are weird that they're essentially just giving a different story for right. um but i didn't find a whole lot in terms of well this does seem like it was um what they were saying you know um like like if the Egyptian light bulb or the UFOs and art or the crystal skulls or so much of that stuff is just, just there isn't any other way around it. But there are, there are issues that, um, that I didn't take on because they would have been too difficult. And for me to, at the time, uh, to get it all figured out and go Beckley Tepe was one of those because I was, because I was like, well, you know, I mean, I, I'd have to get into such a, a real technical discussion of dating and, and all this stuff. And, and I I'll probably will blog about that one because it is a splinter in my mind. I've got to figure out. So, Right. Now, so are you 100% against the, the uh, ancient aliens sort of theme or idea? Or did this come mostly out of, you know, just indignance against the erroneous claims of ancient aliens as a show no uh, i'm not against the idea of um there any of this you know in terms of aliens existing and, and or whatnot uh that's all possible of course um the bible certainly doesn't say no or yes or whatnot but but to me the thing was is that every kind of evidence they're putting forward to say this is why this is true was deceptive it was wrong none of those things and they've got a bunch of them you know they got a series of these things that they're throwing at you you know it's one of these things has got to stick you know and they just throw them all at you and and they're all they're all like really bad lies so i have a i have a, a, a i guess you could say something against this theory as what we know it is uh you know i don't have i don't have animosity towards the idea I have animosity towards what has been used to prove this idea. And I haven't right. seen any evidence to the contrary that says it is true. So right. I would just have to say that, you know, it's just not true. <laughs> well, no, that's that's very interesting. Uh, that's a good insight sort of into the, you know, kind of the whole process or the decision making. Yeah, because it seems like a lot of, um, you know, I, I, I scour through the comment sections of the film and stuff like that. And, and it's always a, a real black and white issue, you know. Chris White thinks that he's, you know, so smart, and but he doesn't use the same logic for his Christianity. And, you know, I, I know that that's become sort of this uh, backlash type thing where, you know, I've also read people say like, oh, it was way sneaky of him to like be all logical and then like, <laughs> like <laughs> call himself, a, you know, Christian at the end. And like, I know you had uh, spoken a little bit with... Um, with uh, Tim and uh, Andrew about this whole concept of, uh, you know, not doing the whole gospel piece and like, a, you know, like a, like a roll call type thing at the end or anything. Right, but right. what kind of uh, guided you to make that decision and just, you know, keep it strictly in the debunking uh, sort of uh, realm and not try to uh, put too much Use of the gospel in logic. That? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Right. Yeah. Tricky, yeah. The, the decision really was made in the editing room for the most part because I I was looking for any good opportunity to do it. You know, if I was going to, to just straight up uh, evangelize, I wanted it to be uh, somehow a part of the of, of whatever they were saying or whatever. And none of the issues really left that door open. You know, um, there was an issue there. I was I was going to 
to do um, in the Nephilim section, but actually when I was putting it together, I realized that I had actually snuck it in in a way that didn't make sense. Like, actually, they weren't saying what I took them to say that right. gave me the springboard. And so I was going to be – so it would have actually been just such a terrible – witness there i'm like i I just got this complete wrong thing and like gave myself a false start but anyway i think it's bigger than that i mean that's not the excuse i think that as as i mentioned that i think that this is one of those things where people that are there they need to like i needed to when i believe this i just needed to know first of all that it was wrong i had a big barrier to the gospel or anything else and for most people this or i don't know about most people but for me and a lot of other people this is one of the main things that made me abandon any kind of of hope in the Bible or Christianity, it it was this issue that was standing in the way the whole time. So once this one was knocked out of the way, and I I feel like people's responses to this are genuine, that they feel like if that they're, they're, uh, cheated or deceived or whatever. And I don't want to do that to people, you know, at that, at that, at this kind of situation where the whole point is to, uh, is to be, somewhat editorial and not not editorial in the whole thing just sort of give it give the facts and not comment on a lot and i did that with most of the things in the film that sort of style where i i didn't like for the nephilim thing for example i could have said a whole lot of stuff about the nephilim there but i i just left it at debunking their claims and you know hit it where i had to for example you know saying that they were uh you know that they, I thought they were real, you know, is the, right. is the issue here. So. Right. Well, yeah, I think that um, that decision definitely showed a lot of um, academic credibility to the whole thing, too, which I think is, a, is something that, you know, some non-believers definitely appreciate. Sure, but you know, it didn't. I, one of the things I found out here is that it doesn't matter if I did or not because I right. still got the heat for it just for being a Christian. Uh, and and I and one thing I've been, as we were mentioning before. I, I really, I really want uh, more boldness in the in this area, uh, and I'm really realizing I don't have it in this kind of situation where this is putting me in all kinds of places that I wouldn't normally be. And I don't mean boldness to to be obnoxious or anything, but there are so many questions and so many things that that require me to not be um, timid about this, and I, I find myself being unfortunately um, timid. And so I do, I do pray, uh, ask people to pray for my boldness as I go through all this stuff because it's important. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm dropping the ball a little bit, but even though this was intentional as far as how the movie was uh, played out. But the thing about it is, is that I guess what I wanted to do, and I think this comes across in the, in the latter part of the film, is to say, look, this all makes sense if the Bible is true. Like all this stuff that has no explanation in, 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 the na- with a naturalistic worldview and all this stuff, it doesn't make any sense. But I'm just saying that this all would make sense if the Bible was just true. You know, so right. I, I'm hoping that people can make that connection in addition to the fact that, like I said, w- when I first found com, it was that connection in my mind. It's like, hey, this is wrong? Oh, oh, wow, this is wrong. This is the thing <laughs> that was like, you know, made me abandon everything in a, in a combination with a few other things, but that mainly... So even David Icke, which had a big role in it, the main thing about David Icke that made me abandon uh, any 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 Christianity that I had was his where he touched on the ancient, um, uh, not the ancient astronaut theory, but the zeitgeist type of stuff. So right, right, and I actually I think it's 
it's a brilliant way that you sort of, uh, you know, plop this in the lap of the skeptical community. You know, you kind of gave them what they wanted in a sense, as far as, um, you know, debunking a claim like, like the ancient alien theory. But I think, you know, you stay firm in your biblical foundations, even though you say you're saying that you're sort of, you know, waning and whatnot, but I feel like it's, it's an opportunity to actually, because I, I see the film as not just a debunking. I actually see it as an apologetic piece as well, uh, because it really is, um, a, a very logical in like Basil said, a very scholastic, you know, video. And it, it just shows that like, you know, the Christian worldview is actually founded on logic and reason. You know, it's, it's not just this, I mean, yes, there's a faith element to it, but it's not like this complete ridiculous. We're just sort of, uh, you know, playing well, out a fairy tale, right, right, right. The flying spaghetti monster and all that, you know, all that stuff. It's, it's not that. And I, and I feel like it's sort of, um, Throwing punches at the the shield, you know, and eventually it'll crack, you know. So I think well, that's a, the, the the skeptic community thing is is where that is really. I've had such mixed feelings about all of this. I mean, I, I, I because it, a lot of people are picking it up and stuff, you know, and it's just, it's just turning into this big fight about Christianity. And I, I've been kind of beating <laughs> myself up about all this other stuff, but I I guess at the end of the day, I mean, I'm starting to come around and say, okay, well, at least at least the the kinds of things that they're talking about are, are important, you know, and I think that the fact that they are essentially saying that, hey, w- you know, it, that's the issue is that this guy's smart. How's that possible? This isn't right. You know, <laughs> they're not saying it like that, but they're saying, why should we, just because he's saying smart things, we shouldn't support him because he's still a Christian. But I, I think the, in the, the thing under all their hearts is essentially Christians can't, um, Christians believe fairy tales, like you said, and that that's and I think, like you said, the there's that element at the end that I'm hoping just gets to the heart of those people that can hear it, you know, because I, I, that's who I had in mind for this whole thing was the people that that would say, okay, that that is that is true, you know, because I felt at the end of the day that all this was true. I just got done with a. Uh, interview and I, I I I do feel like I I mean I just got done with the interview it was a great interview and um, everything was was great and supportive but but as I was saying this stuff that I feel really really strongly is true I, I felt the these pulls of like you know oh man what are they going to say now you know now they're going to say this oh now this guy says this too and he's talking about the antichrist and 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 it, it's this weird sort of this this sort of thing it's like i'm you know all this should be good but i'm looking at all this stuff that you know the attention and having to go on all these different shows is like oh man it's just gonna be a a, (laughs) it's gonna be a a lot of trouble but i want to do a good job and i want to be bold and and i think that's where where i'm at right now is realizing hey this is a good opportunity one thing that i'm finding is if i look at this objectively the way that it's all going uh it does feel like really softball training for doing harder things like like I'm getting sort of the the softballs, and this isn't that hard. Yeah, it's a little hard, but uh, right. not but not that hard. And you can kind of grow a little bit, and you can become you know better at this. So I, I, I'm I'm starting to look at it like a challenge like that. Well, absolutely, and I mean uh, on that sort of uh, trail there. I mean, what what are you thinking about? Um, you know, what's in the future, the near future, the far future? What uh, d- does this hold a lot of? Um, equity for you well you know that it, it 
I'm going to continue to do this as long as it needs to be done. Like, like, like the podcast and stuff that I've been doing with this site. I, I really want to just follow through well with this um, and and continue to do the interviews. If people are wanting to know about this, I, I feel like I do want to declare war on this idea. And it's, that was sort of my original thought is that I, I want if I want to do anything, it's I, I want to just put a big dent in the ancient astronaut theory. So yeah. So if I can go out there and do that, and if people want to have me and talk on the show and talk about it, and if that that's where I think the doors get open to talking about some really real stuff and stuff like that. So it's a great opportunity, and I'm going to c- continue to do this as long as I can, podcasting, do, blogging about all the different issues. If I could fill up the whole website with every possible ancient uh, uh, alien or ancient astronaut theory debunked thing, you know, issue, I'll do it. But um, I do want to move on, but it's gonna it's gonna really just be based on what keeps dragging me back in. So right. I want to do other stuff. I, I mean, I I have ideas that I'd like to do. I was just talking about this on a, on a podcast. In a perfect world, I, I would like to do a documentary like on crop circles or something like that. Right. Uh, and and I want to do that because I think crop circles are based on space based weapons and stuff like that. This laser stuff that they can do with computers that would right. went up in the eighties, and I think that that's what it is. And I think that has a bunch of other questions about like, okay, well, why is the government making us think that we're going to evolve in two thousand twelve with these you know whatever codes and stuff? Like, well, that, that, that there's motive in the government for that, and so now we got another question. But the problem is, is that you can only you can find some really good information about that online but in order to really get down and dirty with it you'd have to go out and interview people and do some cool stuff like that so in my like if i wanted to stay in this forever i'd do something like that but i know that uh, what i really want to do right now is i've just been getting really excited about the bible and and doing some some work and just trying to figure out some of those mysteries that i never have figured out before like uh, right right now actually like for example, this uh, Saturday I was I was researching this question about the five kings. You know, five have fallen, one is, and one one will come after, and he'll be the eighth, and all that stuff. Trying to figure out who the the five kings were in the Old Testament, and there's just awesome connections and cool stuff happening. And I'm like, oh man, I could totally do this kind of stuff forever, and that's what I really want to do because I think that's like the challenge of challenges because it's right. it's got all that cool stuff and i feel like i'm doing something and really great you know um but then right when i was you know right about that same time um that's when joe rogan uh emailed and 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 asked to to come on the the podcast or whatnot and so after that i'm like okay well uh, i've got a lot of work to do because i really want to that's, I think, one of the downsides why I don't like doing the conferences and I don't like doing big things like that is I try to be really prepared. So I've, I've got this big list of stuff I want to try to learn and books I want to read that I know he's interested in and stuff before I go on the, the show there. So Right. Just, now, now, what's that? What, what's, what do you got lined up with Joe Rogan? Uh, uh, to go on the, the, the Joe Rogan Experience podcast uh, sometime in, um, I guess, in next month um, – not quite sure on the date yet, but uh, we've had solidified that it will happen, but it's not the date. Uh, now, that's, I, yeah, I have some friends who are sort of into into um, him and sort of his podcast and stuff. I mean, what what are you expecting to encounter when you get on? Well, I think he's uh, in terms of this idea. He, he is he is a. I actually like him a lot. I think he is a really smart guy. 
and I, and I think he's really critical. He doesn't mind saying what he thinks, but he's also got a really good side to him. I think he's a good guy. But at the same time, I'm not I'm not deluded to think that this is going to be, uh, you know, something that he is. It's a real stream of consciousness thing. And I fully expect us starting with ancient aliens and ending with uh, DMT. No problem. I mean, <laughs> right, right. on that because it's it, it it's just how it's going to go. I, I I'm confident of it after right. listening to more comp, uh, things. But I really want to. Uh, I know that he's he's really into the psychedelic community. I know he he puts a lot of um, uh, weight on things like Terrence McKenna, John Allegro, those kind of ideas that psychedelics are sort of the the thing that you know religion is based on, and those kinds of ideas. Um, you know, he's really into the, yeah, like the um, the zeitgeist sort of version of reality and stuff like that. But at the same time, he's he's amiable. He's he, you know he's right. got these views about Christianity that hey, you know it's good enough. I think he whatever. But uh, I I have no idea where that's going to go. But I I don't I don't really mind where the questions go. Um, I'm ex- looking forward to to all that. But at the same time, it, this is like all the other things. It's like all I can do is lose. You know, uh, uh, personally. On a personal level, all I can do is 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 even if I do something good or do a really good thing, that just to me is breaking even. You know, right. I, I I can do really badly, and that would just be awful. But but the good <laughs> the thing that would that's the difference in this is that it's also possible that it could be good for uh, the Lord. At the end of the day, people could hear it and they could be whatever something I could say could you know be a something to the, to them and whatever they need. So he can use it. And that's sort of what my thoughts on doing all that stuff for, as you know, I mean, I don't have any dog in this fight in terms of financially or whatever. And, right. you know, so it's not, it's not about that. I don't have anything. I think that would make it easier to like go out and, and, and do that stuff. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think you should, uh, be too hard on yourself as far as that stuff, because, you know, just keeping your eyes on the Lord and just knowing that it is going to reach people. It's going to, it's going to speak to somebody, you know, it's, it's out there. It's on the internet. It's, it's already speaking to people in in various ways. And I'm sure that, you know, there's somebody out there that saw this movie who was a complete skeptic agreed with you and then wasn't a Christian, but then saw you were a Christian and sort of started digging around. And so, you know, I'm confident that what you're doing is, um, it is for good. I don't think that, uh, I don't even think you should be so hard on yourself, man. <laughs> I know, I know. It sounds like I am, and I probably, because it's late or whatever, I've been, <laughs> been sort of thinking about it a lot But today. But at, I do want to say about that, that I do I do expect this to turn into boldness at some point. And that's what I want to do with my life. I want to be bold. I want to be, I feel like a lot of my life was training to not be afraid of tough questions. And I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm afraid of tough questions on the spot anymore. But I've got another issue that I've got to deal with now. and I, And so that's what, you know, I, I dealt with one. Now I got to get with the other in in terms of boldness. And so I don't mean to sound like a, it's a terrible, terrible thing. And I'd also <laughs> like to say that uh, that I do I do really really like uh, Joe and and his his personality and what he he is really really thoughtful. It was it was funny when Giorgio Tsoukalos, the hair guy, was on his podcast twice. When he would say something that Joe, you know, he 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 on the on the on the fly, he's really, really familiar with ancient astronaut uh, theory. And on the fly, he was being the the exact kind of critical you needed to be about this stuff. So at right. the end of the day, I see this as a really great opportunity to to really, like I was talking about, make a den in the ancient astronaut theory. This is going to make a just huge 
thing in in that whole uh, theory. So it's an opportunity to, if we get on that topic and really dig in deep about it, we can destroy a lot of what uh, has been built up by whoever is building this thing up. Yeah, so uh, that's <laughs> that's that's sort of um, a question that we had was, do you think that uh, Giorgio and, and the gang, I mean, you've had a little bit of backlash already, but do you think they're going to try to respond to it somehow? Have they uh, said anything, especially Giorgio, I'm really curious about about hair guy. Uh, has he said yes. anything in public or has he uh, contacted you or, or anything, anything of that nature? I don't think, well, yeah, he, he's, he's uh, uh, tweeted a few things. He's, he's retweeted Phil Coppins's thing. And he says, he said something to the effect of uh, put this in your pipe and smoke it. And, <laughs> and, and later on he, uh, he, he tweeted uh, that ancient aliens debunked was cobbled together by a Christian fundamentalist and then gave ah. another link to Philip Coppins's uh, debunking. And both times I, I, you know, responded to his tweet saying, you know, check out this article that I wrote about Philip Coppins's debunking because I don't think, I don't think anybody could read that and be like, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's still sticking <laughs> with the short thing. I mean, I don't mean to boast, but I mean, he was wrong about everything in the article or the thing that he wrote. So, yeah. Uh, Anyway, but uh, no, I don't, I don't, I do expect people to, that's the sort of thing about this that I think is kind of looming in the, in the distance with this is because it is uh, bigger than the other stuff that I've done. There are going to be a lot of that kind of stuff here. People putting together all kinds of little stuff. I've already seen some stuff that has been uh, amazing to me that people would put, take the time to put it together and whatnot. Um <laughs> <laughs> but it's been. It, it, I'm worried that I that when this gets bigger, that all that stuff's going to get uh, bigger too. But I get again. I'm sounding like I, I'm just a you know just crying over here. But I, I do look at this as an opportunity to grow. I don't think that I no, I want absolutely. to be this kind of person. But I'm just not there yet. So I'm glad for the opportunity to like have some reason to grow. Well, I think I think they're just going to continue to find different things to bring about. You know, like. Oh, we found a new underground city and now, or, you know, underwater city or something. And and, and that proves ancient aliens. Like, I think they're just going to continue to use their formula and just try to use other things and try <laughs> to make it work, you know, and then just. Well, that too. But, you know, I guess what I'm thinking of is that the, that in, in the 252 footnotes and everything else, I, I anticipated this happening. So I tried to do everything like totally above reproach in the footnotes. I mean, I really went back over it and said, okay, that's that. And this is that. And this is all, if somebody puts a microscope to this, it's going to be okay. But at the end of the day, there's still some things that I got wrong in this film. I'm, I'm sure of it. I mean, I can't tell you one right now, but I mean, I know that there's some issues that somebody is going to pick out and that's how this all happens. Somebody is going to find those issues and they're going to make a th big thing about those issues, and then it'll it'll be like, oh, that well, it's been debunked. But that's why I want to stay in the game with this. Uh, so often with the other stuff that I've done, I kind of like, you know, hit and run. You know, I, I do that and stir up the pot over there, just run on to the next thing. And when they do the the refutations of it or whatever, which in most cases have no merit, but yet people pay attention to them just because they say they're a refutation of it and they want it. Uh, but in this scenario, if something's big like the Philip Coppins thing, I want to keep pushing back. If they push, I'm going to push back. I just want to keep keep going with this as long as I have to. Um, I just feel driven to. I feel like th that's the that's the goal with this. I don't want to be in it as long as I it, it, when I can get out, I'll get out. But I won't until then. Cool. Well, let's let's get into some of the uh, actual 
the topic stuff too, because um, scripture wise there, as far as like the aliens and UFOs and stuff, there's not really a place that's clear cut, you know, Oh, it's definitely aliens in the end times. And you had mentioned um, how you sort of had to put stuff into scripture that really wasn't there. And I think I'm definitely guilty of that. Like I've read stuff in the moment and like, Oh, it's totally aliens. And then I go back and I'm like, um, unfortunately I don't think it, has to be aliens. But um, what is your what is your view on that? We touched on it a little bit, but uh, as far as sort of the uh, end times deception, do you think this idea of aliens can still be used to sort of uh, usher in, you know, the whole end times mm. thing? Yeah. Oh, I definitely believe it, it can. I mean, I'm, I don't know what percentage I put on it. I probably maybe even like 50%. I mean, I just, I, I, I can see it being used as some aspect of, the whole thing. But I think, I think the primary thing that changed for me about this when it was, when I did the mystery Babylon study. And, and I really think that the antichrist is going to really try to sell himself as the, you know, the, the guy who, who brings uh, that, that is the Jews have always been waiting for, you know, the, the, their, their King to conquer their enemies. And that sort of paradigm shift of, of, and it made so much sense with like every verse that I've ever read, you know, that he sits in the temple. I mean, he, you know, he's not going to regard the God of his fathers. It's not a one or two verses thing like that. It's like everywhere. I think we all sort of get that idea. Okay. Yeah. Well, the Jews are going to embrace him as their Jewish Messiah. He probably will be a dude from, you know, the tribe of, you know, David, or, or you know what I mean, uh, Judah. So I, I don't know that 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 changed things for me in, in that study because um, now that that could be empowered or whatever. You know, obviously it's not. It, it see this is the thing I think that that makes sense in an other kind of way too is that Satan always uses truth to make this thing work, and I, I was just. Um, I was actually listening to a, a podcast about Rome uh, the other day, a history of Rome, and it was interesting that one of these Roman generals, uh, he didn't really have any uh, claim to the throne, but he he kind of played up some, some rumors that he was like uh, fulfilling some of the, like people believed that a great king would come from the Jews, and so he kind of like played it up like, I'm the fulfillment of those you know, prophecies and people bought it and he, they put him, you know, he was, he was a Roman emperor because of essentially the, that kind of just natural belief. I think that people that, that they inherently know something that like Jesus really will do all that stuff. And I think that, that you can prove to the Jews through their scriptures that all the stuff that we kind of, uh, think anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to go into that. I guess I already did. But my point is, is that, <laughs> I see a lot of that stuff is not is not the way that I did see it. Like this guy that you know, political figure that's wearing a suit and you know, a nice Mitt Romney kind of haircut and smile, and that you know, he's also a big New Ager and, and all that stuff. I, I I'm not seeing that anymore. You know, I don't see the Jews saying, "Oh man, great New Ager." You know, he, he's such a he's such a great talker because it because here's another issue. He's not a peacemaker. I mean, just he's a blatant warmonger in, in Scripture. He, he conquers and conquers and conquers the enemies of Israel, and then they set him up as king because he destroyed all their enemies. He, he's not a peacemaker. He's a warmaker. And they say, and then when he finally does it, we, when, he, when he appears to raise from the dead, I would say he actually does raise from the dead, Second Thessalonians. I think that's 
the, the, the great delusion that God sends on people so that they will be, believe the lie. He, he raises from the dead and they say, who can make war with the beast? You know, I mean, it's about war. And so I just don't, uh, my paradigm shift of this great new ager that, that makes, that's, you know, friends with the aliens and stuff is just not there anymore. And a lot of those scriptures that I used to sort of use there, um, mo- n- most notably, there was always just that one in Daniel and, and with the, the 10 kings and stuff like that. And I think I've had a massive about face with that, not just because I don't, I think the exegesis of that is poor, but also I think that Daniel 2 and Daniel 7 are talking about the same thing. It's a great article about that called Daniel 2 or Daniel 7 equal or not equal by Charles Cooper. Anyway, I'm getting off the, off the subject here, aren't I? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no, okay. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. At the end of the day with all that, um, the scriptures that I would see in the end times, for example, uh, a notable one would be uh, the frogs coming out of the mouth of the beast and, and the false prophet and stuff like that. Um, okay, but I just don't see that that necess- necessitates an alien deception there. The other issue is the uh, the seventh, uh, what is it, the fifth trumpet, where the uh, beans are let out of the abyss. Right, the the lo- the ones that look like locusts and. Right. Sure, and they they torment men for five months. Those that uh, that that don't have the seal of God. Okay, right. so in that, I mean, that's a part of the day of Lord the, of the Lord judgment. That's after God has begun to judge the wicked of the world, and uh, they do it for five months. It's terrible for only those people who it's just a pain thing. It seems like it's right. just a torment thing for those people, and they don't you know repent and everything else, but. That just didn't sound like an alien, you know, and it certainly doesn't necessitate it. It, it could just be the demons are let out of the abyss and, they, and they, they don't even need to deceive anybody there. They just need to torment people for five months. It's just not necessary anymore right. for deception. It's, all, it's well past the need for deception at that point. Antichrist already has his stuff in place. He, he's, he's, got, he's got the system to where you either worship him or you die. It's just done with deception. Right. So, so I'm... I don't feel like I see it, but at the same time, I am really, really serious that they are pushing this thing so, so hard, and I don't rule it out because I could see some aspect of, of that, that happening where, where it's needed for, um, for that or whatever. I don't know exactly how, but it would, it, I don't rule it out because I know it's a really, really distinct possibility. That's why I give it a 50-50 chance because everything else seems like, oh man, that would be perfect. Right. But I'm just not seeing it. Yeah, it's like I, I was watching the Science Channel a couple weeks ago, and I can't remember the name of the the show that that, that I was watching. But basically, they were like sort of doing a expose on like what it would be like if we knew aliens were coming, you know. And it was sort of um, you know look at at, at people both sociologically and, and personally. And you know, it was like this thing where you know it's kind of like Contact the movie, you know, where they like. And it was all set so it was real, you know, where they would get a message and they decoded and then they would know that they're coming and, you know, there would be a year before they show up and how society would change and da 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 all that stuff. And the thing that I thought was really interesting was this sort of emotional tug kind of thing that they tried to create with aliens arriving, you know. Uh, right. What does it mean for mankind? What does it mean for my family? And, you know, like, mm-hmm. all this stuff. It was very... Uh, it was trying to get at the emotions, which like I saw right through it, but I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, man, this is really, uh, they're really trying to push this idea. So, so what do you think is the, the emotional motivation to keep this alien thing going? Like, wh- what do you think is the, uh, 
Like why? Like why, why is the emotional thing so strong? Why is it so compelling for people to grab onto? Well, I think it's, it's, um, it's a lot like any of the other things that lead people away from Christ. It just, if they got something good, they'll really, really push it. And that's a really, really good one. It could be zeitgeist. It could be, you know, Alistair Crowley or, or, you know, whatever stuff that there is out there. There's any number of things that people get deceived in cults and different things that lead people away from Christ. If it's really good, they're going to turn up the, turn up the volume on it. And, and, and I, and that one, as we've been discussing is so good. It does all the things that it needs to do, you know? <laughs> and, and so, and it, and it did with me, it made me abandon any form of Christianity I had. And so, well, that why? Hey, I've seen it. You know, I could see him. You know, in a boardroom in hell, saying this thing is like done. Look at the graphs here. I mean, this thing's off the charts with the ancient astronaut thing. I mean, we're just racking up here. So it's like, well, put more funding into it, and we got to get this thing rolling. You know, it, it could be as simple as that. It could be just, hey, this thing is working, and you know, people don't uh, do the other stuff anymore. Or, you know, it, not, Twilight is not doing what we thought it was this <laughs> this quarter. So you know. Let's try the ancient aliens thing. They all go the same place, which is um, the, you know, it's like the 2012 thing is a great example. Uh, I I fully believe the 2012 thing, although I hold some possibility out that they could do something deceptive on 2012 or whatever, but it doesn't need to be. It's just a really, really great thing, just like it did for me. In fact, I got into the new age because somebody mentioned at that time, May 5th, 2000, I looked right. it up, and I immediately found David Wilcock, which made me immediately find Edgar Casey, which made me immediately hear about all this other New Age stuff. And I was a New Ager just because I Googled May 5th, 2000. <laughs> and so it, it, that's, that's what happens with 2012, and I, you know, I've talked about that at length before. But so it's just – it doesn't need to be anything more than Satan's same old thing that he's always done. Right. right. What, right. Do you th- what do you think, just because we're touching that topic of the 2012, and I know you have uh, – the 2012 deception.net, I believe. Um, yeah. what <laughs> we're getting, uh, we're getting close to that, you know, December 21st thing. And, and, uh, you know, <laughs> what do you, what do you think is going to go down and what do you think is going to be sort of the, uh, the aftermath of, uh, the either non-event or <laughs> just the anticipation. Yeah. Itself. Just the, uh, you know, all the raves and the, <laughs> whatever's yeah. going to go on on that day. What do you, what do you uh, expect to see afterwards? Well, I expect it to be, kind of mild actually because there's not a lot of 2012 theories that sort of really uh would would need any they're not expecting they're all expecting something to happen to them i guess is one way to say it they're not expecting to do anything or they don't need either you know they're going to get enlightened or something's going to crash into the earth or something's just either going to happen or it's not and so it's just if it doesn't happen, it just is going to be like any other thing. Uh, the the strong devotee, devotees will say, "Well, it, I mean, 2012 was just the beginning. I mean, it's all started now, and it's going to go through. You know, it's going to take another decade right. or two at least before it's all done." But yeah, I mean, I think I've been saying that the whole time, pretty much. I mean, you know, it's always going to take a little bit of time, and they always start, you know, a few months earlier when it's like, man, it doesn't really look like the apocalypse is coming. So I put out a new blog post like, I've just heard from Ra, and he says that that's exactly what happened with David Wilcock. Ra had a change of heart about the situation and told him that it actually wasn't May 5th, 2000 anymore. And Oh, he's going to have to do the same thing here because he's he's been on record saying that, you know, we're going to be... flying and telepathically communicating as it gets closer to December 21st, 2012. And, uh, 
So far, I haven't been able to read anyone's mind, so I well, don't think... They, it's just too easy of an out for them, because they can always say, well, it's down the line, Just it's really starting to feel it now, and you can really tell <laughs> now, but it's still going to take a while. They just keep pushing it back, the, the ones that will never actually admit that there's anything wrong. But yeah, you're right, they got to do something. <laughs> I think it's funny that they continue to perpetuate it and uh, try to push this idea. It's sort of... Uh, but. But it's like the same. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean, what I was just going to say was that it's, it's, I feel like it's been so thoroughly exposed in so many ways. And Chris, you're definitely like the one that led that charge, if you will. But I think, you know, most people started realizing like, okay, this, this whole concept doesn't really hold a lot of water. And, and, and what I, I guess not concern would be a, might be a too strong of a word, but I know there's some people in the, you know, Christian circles, I guess, fringe Christian circles, if you will, that sort of still hold on to like, you know, the Schumann resonance and, and, you know, they use some of these ideas, but they, you know, they are seemingly well-grounded Christians, but they kind of have these, you know, they still have these theories and stuff. What would you say to someone that's, you know, trying to use some of these things, if you will, the, you know, these new age ideas to sort of, uh, I guess, Christianize it or something, you know, Bibleize it, if you will, because I see some of that going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a that's always a issue. I mean, with that kind of stuff and, and a lot of Planet X stuff, you know, try to tie that into the Bible and and there are all kinds of issues, the 2012 rapture kind of ideas and all this stuff. Um, but I think it's just the nature of where we came from and what kind of people we are, that we are people that are in the world of intrigue. And that's what really, I mean, we, that's a good quality that we, um, we're sort of independent and we don't believe the, we have maybe a issue with authority or something. I don't know what our issue is, but and that, that's, <laughs> that's sort of who we are. And I think that we all have to sort of, um, in when we're here, it, we're all on a journey, and I certainly had a bunch of stuff that I had uh, floating around that was wrong, especially, and I still do. But you know, especially at the beginning, I still tried to hold out for uh, Edgar Casey for a while, you know, and and that kind of thing. But I right. think if a person is 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 still not just saying it, but like promoting it, and hey, we're this is it, and you know, really being sort of brash about it after a lot of years of claiming to be a Christian, then there's something wrong with their walk at that point, because. Uh, you know, Jesus is not going to lead you into something so wrong and then have you be so vocal about it. You're not listening or something. Uh, so so there's an issue. I think it's a deeper issue. It's not, it's not an issue with the uh, – because if that person would, would back down if you said, look, the Schumann resonance is totally just about the size of the earth and it's about how fast light can go around – the 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 earth and it's based on lightning strikes and it has nothing to do with the heartbeat of the earth or whatever if you can show them that and they'd be like okay well that's true but if they're like no man no then you know there's there's a there's a bigger issue there right you know i get emails from some people that you know want me to look at this website or whatever and recently had this one where you know this this basically it was a website that said like you know December 21st 2012 the antichrist is going to show up in a ufo you know n- know all the secrets of bible prophecy and all this stuff and and uh you know it, it was pretty much echoing some of the things you've said chris about you know anytime there's a you know exclusive knowledge kind of thing going on there's probably some some sort of uh thing that's not grounded and you should sort of be aware i guess uh with that kind of stuff but um 
Basil, I think, wanted to. Uh, <laughs> I'm interested in your crop circles. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> your crop circles. The ones your you Your crop circles. Yeah, yeah, man. I. No, yeah. Just, uh, I mean, like I said, I'm, let's okay. hear it. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that, uh, that they are um, space based satellite um laser lasers or uh, uh there's there's a particular method that uh, that that it's done with and star wars technology uh, that was put up with reagan and stuff like that all the complicated uh crop circles happened after that you can find dead bugs and fried squirrels and these things that the the way that the stocks bend that everybody says oh they're so anomalous well they are anomalous if you if you're trying to fight the straw man of the the plank uh, bending theory, and that's so, so much of what the what the crop circles phenomenon is. They're all jumping around saying how happy that they are that they proved that this plank thing was wrong. But right. it, well, you know that's fine, but you still need to deal with what about this very very obviously possible theory? I mean, we, we can take a laser and 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 draw a logo on your hat at the mall with one push of the button, and <laughs> and these things can do much more awesome stuff than that. And I think that there's, there's uh, all kinds of evidence out there for it. There's all kinds of details. When I started digging around in, t- in terms of the military, uh, uh, like actual papers and stuff, the stuff that they've disclosed about what the kind of purposes and stuff that they have for these things, because the space, what they were supposed to be able to do uh, originally was knock down a nuclear weapon right. uh, just out of the middle of the sky with a laser, right? So that, that, that suggests a huge amount of precision uh, with these things. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think that that's something that, uh, there's some great, uh, there's some great links out there. You're going to find some good links and bad links about that right away. Right. But the problem with it is, is that the good links, uh, are there and, and they're thorough, but, but there's still a lot of stuff that needs to be done. There needs to be proof. Well, and what, what do you think they, uh, they're for are they just you know, target practice or do you think it the, you know they might actually be trying to perpetuate some sort of alien deception agenda maybe both uh i i think that some of them are so obviously promoting the idea of a new age there's this one with a butterfly the, the human is turned into a butterfly after 2012 and he evolved <laughs> right and all this stuff there's a lot of that kind of stuff i think the one that had the alien and that uh, dave flynn decoded or whatnot i think right. that stuff is like um, begging you to do it sort of thing oh here's a sort of difficult puzzle you know <laughs> and if you figure it out then it's the aliens you know and so many and it's just like any, anything else that um, we've been talking about today, how many people have disregarded their faith and, and started to believe in aliens because of crop circles? Because it doesn't need to be any much much more than that. It's one of those, it's a unique thing that, um, that has the power to do that. Because for so many people, it's like, uh, you can debunk all that other stuff, but what about crop circles? That's impossible. <laughs> aliens are here and they're coming back and whatever else, you know, because crop and circles. They speak to me in their crop circles. Right. Yeah. Right. No, uh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And what do you, I mean, what do you think of, what are your thoughts about aliens in general, about abductions and things like that? Well, abductions, I think, are uh, for the most part a glorified sleep paralysis experience. Uh, when, and, you know, the early, the early research uh, on, uh, um, on uh, alien abductions was it was so obvious that everybody there was really into the occult that they had to come up with an entire new survey called uh, <laughs> what do they call it the uh, this is in the Harvard studies 
the, the paranormal belief scale. And you can look this thing up online. It says stuff wow. like, do you like white magic or black magic or something like that? You know, it's got these kind of things because it needed to be a check on the thing. Okay, yeah, we're, we're, we've got all these people that are claiming to have genuine uh, alien abduction experiences. And 98% of them scored over 98% on the paranormal belief scale. It was so obvious wow. to them that, okay, these people uh, are all occultists for the most part. And uh, I've seen... You know, with the sleep paralysis stuff, um, now I think I have almost a thousand sur- very detailed surveys of what people have done in their life, you know, whether occult, different types of occult practices or drugs they've taken, to what degree that they're having sleep paralysis, what's happening to them, or incubus, succubus kind of stuff, or is it just physical attack, you know, what's being said. I've got a lot of data on this, and uh, it, it's just it's abundantly clear that these things are not necessary. I'll say that they're real. Uh, they're as real as you and I are, um, but it's just a dimensional issue. They have access to to more dimensions or whatever you want to word that than we do. Now, right. I don't discount the fact that there are some anomalous issues out there uh, with with abduction stuff, like things that may be related to um, multiplicity, uh, maybe even mixed up with um uh the military and maybe all that stuff is combined with occultism there's that sort of level on it and i think it needs to be addressed that that there is a certain percentage of this stuff that that is kind of like the um, kathy o'brien sort of angle on a lot of that stuff right, that, right. you said multiplicity multiplicity what do you mean by that people with uh, mul- uh the stuff rust is talks about the uh, multiple, multiple personalities. personalities and things yeah. like that and also, which is almost always associated with uh, satanic ritual abuse, uh, which is, uh, of course, very uh, not a subject that people. It's a subject people believe has been debunked in the '80s or whatever. But, um, but I think that we would see that a little differently. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, excellent. I mean, it, it's it's interesting to hear. Um, it's kind of the. The worldview surrounding um, ancient alien in, in your your film, uh, ancient alien debunked, and so that's very fascinating. Thanks for filling us in on that stuff. Yeah, no problem. I'm just I'm I'm always thinking. Okay, this is what I'm going to hear next. Ancient aliens debunked. Person believes in satanic ritual abuse and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> some, with it. some very clever editing or something. We'll yeah, we'll, well, there's out. been some ridiculous edited videos, but. Uh, Right. Of, of Chris, I think I've shown I, I showed Basil. There's one that's just ridiculous. I'm sure you don't even. Whoever want to know about does those it. is really good at what they do. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know who it is, but I I just don't know. Uh, They've changed their uh, YouTube account quite a few times. Um, oh, they have. They have. You don't even know how many they have. They have so many. <laughs> it's un. It's unbelievable. They spend a lot of time doing that. That's that's really funny. Um, the the whole flood thing has sort of caught on. You know the it's become sort of this, um, I heard from somewhere that you don't even mention the name Noah, but for some reason, like everyone's jumping on like, Oh, you know, he's, he believes in the flood and there's no evidence for the flood and, and, uh, you know, all that jargon. But what would you say just, just as a, a particular point, what would you say to someone that says that, that says, you know, there's no proof of a global flood. What is your, <laughs> what is your like, response to that um you know as you as you say shooting from the hip well i mean the 
the thing that I say in the film is entirely about ancient texts and saying, okay, all these, we can take that hot button issue out. out. I think that there was a global flood and everything for, that really did happen or whatnot. Right. But we can just take that hot button issue out and say, this is about text. All these texts from all the different places are not just talking about a flood. They're talking about a, a hybridization that essentially caused the flood. They're talking about an abyss of prison imprisonment for those that had the sex with the women in the first place. They're talking about other small issues like, you know, ribs and, and, and it blows the, you know, blow for creation, blowing breath into the thing to give it life and sacrifices and rainbows and the rest of it. You know, it's not, it, it, we're, it's a obviously common thing that's in so many different cultures that should never have had contact with one another. Uh, So the question was essentially in the scholarly debates about this, there's two options. One is that all these similarities in ancient texts are based off uh, uh, older unknown ancient text. That is that there was an older text about floods and the whole story. And it was like the one complete version. And then everybody else sort of looked at it, said, Hey, that's cool. We'll, we'll believe that. And then, and then they kind of botched their versions a little bit. Um, and then there's the theory that uh, that this is based off some kind of actual event, like there really was some kind of flood or some kind of thing, and that they're all remembering an actual event, not a text. And that and that's the one that I essentially say that would actually make more sense. And and there's a lot of reasons why that would make more sense, uh, namely that. There is no evidence of literary borrowing. That is to say that there isn't like, oh, well, this culture clearly borrowed from this one. That's what that's what initially when they first found these similarities, like with Atrahasis and stuff early on, they were, that's what they just assumed was the case because they were so similar. But over the years, even the skeptical scholars have been like, okay, they, they didn't. They didn't copy it, so there's something else going on here. And the problem with that is the fact that everybody believes it, like in South America and the Native Americans and China and everybody believes it, which causes real big problems for the idea that they migrated to those places and then just came up with the same story. Uh, What you need to do is you need to trace back their migration to one place and then say that's where they all heard this story, saw this story, whatever. Right. And essentially what I say at the end of that is I say almost word for word, ironically, all of this would make sense if there really was a flood and there really was, you know, eight people that got off the boat and then they dispersed and they told their children about that event that obviously dramatically impacted their lives. It would explain every single detail that scholars and skeptics fall over themselves about with this issue. And what was so interesting to me is as everybody turned that into this is Noah's Ark movie.com. You know, it was, it was, was that the skeptic community, which is where this mostly came from because the ancient astronaut people, they, they would essentially agree with me at least on one, on one thing on that issue to a degree um, that, uh, but it came from the skeptic community and they don't answer that. They don't like, they don't have an answer that makes sense about that. Uh, in fact, I say makes sense. I'm just assuming that they have. I've never heard one before. I've heard everybody try to do something about ancient aliens, but everybody's skipping this obvious issue, with which includes not just the flood, but the Nephilim, which is in the Anunnaki. That's right. the reason I had to talk about this is because that's how you explain it in the Anunnaki, because you just don't get out of the Anunnaki conversation saying, ah, oh, well, you know, it's just it's it was wrong and whatever, because at the end of the day, you still got to deal with Atrahasis and these other similarities that were there. And if you don't deal with it, then you, you, you haven't dealt with the ancient aliens question. And the only way to deal, deal with that question is to say, look, these, these, you know, these things are similar because they're all based on the same thing. 
you know, and, and I've talked to before about what I call the cult of Noah, which is like uh, Viracocha and, and these, these, these gods like that come out of the water, you know, right. and they would like, for example, in Puma Punku, there's <clears throat> they, Viracocha is just, they make a big deal about it. he's a bearded god. You know, nobody has beards out there, they'll say. And people try to say, yes, they do. They have these wispy must- mustaches and whatnot. And I guess that's one issue where I say, well, that's, that is interesting considering that this is the guy that had. Uh, when you when you follow the story, he he breathes stones, he breathes life into these stones, and uh, they're gi- creates giants, and so he, he sends a flood to wipe them out, and then he breathes stones into smaller stones, and then he uh, spreads them out across the world, and now obviously in that scenario he's confusing Noah with God, but that's exactly what happens in all the other stories too, and I, I understand now after reading so many mythologies uh, with with this thing that that a lot of them confused when they asked him hey dad what happened or hey grandpa what happened uh and in the ancient past the reason why they always got the creation of the world and creation of man and the flood mixed up is because that was the sort of that was the event that was sort of like where do we come from we came from a boat you know where do we come from we came from this this flood i mean when he asked to I asked somebody what the origin of humanity was. It had to start with, well, there was some water and there was this boat and then there was like our ancestors and whatnot. And they would try to explain that. And it, in, and you can see the diffusion going on when you look at Atrahasis and, and their version of like, okay, so in their version, they create the, these angels, which are the Anunnaki. The Anunnaki are not actual beings. They're the equivalent basically of what we would call angels, uh, the fallen angels. Some of, in, in fact, some of the, uh, Anunnaki uh, are later imprisoned in the underworld. Uh, it never tells you why that they're imprisoned in the underworld, but some of them always remain in heaven, and some of them are now imprisoned. But hmm. that's post flood. But 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 an interesting thing is, so the the Anunnaki they don't actually do it. The, the other the other ones do, but they sort of sit by, watch them create this hybridization that they shouldn't have done. Um, and the 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 thing is, is that. When they create the hybridization, the, the way that they say it is that the gods were angry. Uh, that is, the, the, the main uh, gods were angry because the, one, the hybrids that they created were making too much noise. So they destroyed them with, with a flood. So here you, you, in the Viracocha story, it doesn't tell you in, in South America, you, you don't know why uh, the, the giants m- made God mad and destroyed it with a flood. But here you've got this other version. Anyway, but that... That's all tied into the creationist story. They, and the same thing with the other one. He breathed, breathed life into the stones, creates giants, and this one they create uh, in the in the Anunnaki. They they create the hybrid, and then the flood comes. So the creation of man is tied in with the creation of the Nephilim, actually, in, in both of those two cases. If you want to look at the the, the parallels, so it's an interesting con. Con- well, actually, not in Viracocha. They actually get it right because they, then they they are wiped out, and then he breathes life into smaller stones. Am I? If, this is. <laughs> no, no, topic, no. but but it's it's like that everywhere like in the maya and 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 they have like an imprisoned uh uh god that's in the deepest darkest pits of 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 hell because he was involved in the hybridization event uh you know it, it's it's over and over and over and over again and it's like you just can't get away from it but the problem is is that that information and the more the more you dig into that stuff, it doesn't help the ancient astronaut theory. It doesn't help anybody, and nobody can really have a good explanation for it except for people that really believe the Bible is true. Because then you have an answer for this stuff, and I don't think that there is a, a naturalistic way out of this. And so, you don't – to get back to I think where I started was that the skeptics just don't deal with it. 
And so right. they'll they'll be happy to debunk the Nazca lines or whatever for you. But when it gets into why everybody has these sort of hybrids and floods and abysses and stuff like that, they just don't don't touch it. Right? How could they? Right. But where's your evidence? <laughs> yeah, is the question that you're always going to get with uh, well, yeah, evidence claim, of it actually you know? happening. That's a good that's a good question to ask. And I think um, I would like to get. Uh, you know, for me, the the a lot of that stuff with the the fights and atheists and and everybody, I've always tried to stay a, away from that. I mean, I, I've kind of I know what I know about it and and everything else, but I'm not like up on the latest, you know, th- stuff like you seem to have to be if you're going to be in those fights. So <laughs> I want to get back into the la- those fights to a degree because I know I'm going to get hit with a lot of this stuff. Um, I definitely know it's logical. I know that they're not accounting for stuff like the the the. As it, as it says in the Bible, the, the fountains of the deep as well and all this stuff. So there's important stuff to know there, and i got to get back into it. I actually have it on my to-do list to go, excuse me, have a meeting with a, a guy that I know is really, really up on this stuff. So Yeah, right. I, I seem to find that a lot of it turns into a semantics battle because, you know, how you define evidence and proof and all this stuff just, you know, it, it always tailspins into something else aside from the issue, you know, and you always have to try to bring it back to the issue with those conversations. But I, I personally enjoy having those conversations because I feel like I'm getting something out of it as far as just learning and understanding uh, the opposite perspective, you know, and just hearing them out. And it's just always fun. And, you know, the conversations don't always go well, but right. nevertheless, you get something out of it. And um, <laughs> the point, I think the point is to sort of, put a rock in their shoe, you know, you don't have to, you're not there to like convert people, you know, or, right. or, or anything like that. And I don't think you, your motivation for making ancient aliens debunk was to like convert everyone because you made this film or anything like that. It's more of a, a gateway video, if you will. Yeah. Well, Chris, I had a quick question before we start wrapping things up and that is, um, you did it. The film is out. It's on YouTube and, uh, it's getting a lot of attention. Um, and I mean, uh, my personal phrase would be, I feel like uh, Ancient Aliens has been slayed, but is there a number two out there somewhere? Is there another sort of Ancient Aliens, whether it be a TV show or, you know, whatnot, that's really getting a lot of attention that m- might be, you know, the new um, thing to, to start focusing some energy on? Right. That, that, that's kind of how I would, in terms of doing a project of this magnitude, unless it was like God shows up and says, do the crop circles thing or something like that, I, I would be, I would have to hold out for something that has a good reason to put this much effort into it, like okay. the ancient aliens thing. And so I don't have anything on my heart right about that. I've kind of, the way I've always sort of envisioned this happening is something terrible and awful comes out of nowhere and everybody starts believing it and i'm, I'm like i'm gonna have to debunk that and then I, like, <laughs> it's, work really it's hard and debunking time <laughs> so until that that day i don't i don't have anything on the radar just yet well awesome well like you said you're gonna stay on the ancient aliens case for as long as you need to and um once again, very, very well done on the film. Everybody can. By the way, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but. Oh boy. <laughs> I, I just, uh, you know, you had mentioned, Chris, that there's going to be somebody that's going to point out like a, you know, a, a problem or whatever. Uh-oh. And the top comment right now on your verse by verse BT channel 
is some guy, I'm just going to read it. He says, uh, though this video does state a lot of fallacies of the show, do not be completely sucked in or convinced by everything it has to say. There are a lot of errors in this video and outright lack of evidence or information to support blah, 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 blah. Uh, For example, the host states Roman cranes can lift five tons and that perhaps several cranes were used together to lift larger blocks. But to lift an 800 ton block, that would literally be 160 cranes. Uh, with zero anchor points uh, other than the unknown sides, which nobody has seen, with zero evidence supporting that there are or are not anchor points on those sides. Uh, that's just one example of several throughout the film with no evidence or lack of real information on how something could have been done legitimately. Well, thankfully, I didn't Live propose rebuttal. that as an option in the in the film. I, I said I said that it would because they decided to not do a dead lift, what they m- more likely did if they used a crane, because this was all hypothetical. Right. There is no evidence of, of uh, Lewis holes, but I said, it's possible that Lewis holes could be on the either side of one of the trilithons. And if it was the case and they would only needed to lift one side right. with those just long enough to get some kind of brace in it. But the main theory that I proposed and how this was done is that they didn't lift them at all. They essentially built a road to it as Romans are wont to do. And they used those capstans and just, and just, they didn't even need anything in front. They didn't, didn't even need anybody to pull a rope because of the capstans and the, the, 144 people could have done it, no lifting involved, no cranes involved. But the the point was that, uh, that you know, it certainly could have been done by lifting one of the sides with the Roman cranes. And that's why, you know, people say there's no Lewis holes, so they didn't use cranes. Well, it's possible that they could have used them. Right. Look at you, Mr. Rebuttal on the Fly, going <laughs> ready for Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'm telling you, I put too much time in this stuff to, to forget it just yet. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to go. There you go. Keep on for a while. Excellent. That's awesome. Sorry, Basil, you can uh, continue in the wrapping up process. Oh, is, I mean, I'm down. Do you guys want to keep going for a couple more hours? I mean, <laughs> if I don't got to be in bed until I'm, about I'm four. Okay, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you got some more <laughs> questions, but if not, I'm good too. <laughs> well, I see one of the comments down there. It says, uh, it just says, a Christian made this exclamation point. Right. I don't know what, what the... With the is it positive or negative? Emphasis. You can't tell. <laughs> a Christian just... made this? Maybe that's what it is. I don't think so. <laughs> a Christian made this? No. I that's love not it. I love Wikipedia references. A Christian. Yeah. yeah, you know that kills me. I I would like to say something about the Wikipedia thing because Let's it's just it. it's like uh, it kills me. I think what happened is because I show. Uh, a few instances where I show Wikipedia on the screen uh, to to essentially give a visual explanation from something somewhat uh, authoritative that hey this is true or whatever. But and, and it's true that I do link Wikipedia at times in the sources, but I was I've, I've, I'm well aware of the people that you can't quote Wikipedia or I'm not going to believe you. I was well aware of that the whole time. So when I do quote Wikipedia, it's 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 to something that like it's a no-brainer basically. Right. It's like yes, bailback is in Lebanon or something like that, you know. <laughs> And, and so when when I had to do some, and there are I, there are slight exceptions to that rule. There were places where uh, it was it was just I mean very few places, but I know that's not what they're referring to. They're just referring to either they saw it on the screen or they checked to, you know one of the lists and saw Wikipedia on there and just you know called it a day. Right. But uh, but anyway, that that kills me. Yeah, that, you know, and a lot of times Wikipedia is a, a portal, if you will, for other sources. It's not like it's right. just random stuff up there. They they do source, you know, link sources and stuff. But sure, and, yeah, you know, it's a good place to start for anything, basically. Yeah, what's your opinion on free energy technologies? 
And mm-hmm. do you th- do you think uh, like what, what's kind of your take on it? Because I know Basil's trying to build like a like a free and energy device travel. in his in his garage <laughs> or something. So. <laughs> well, I don't guess I see any reason why it couldn't be. I mean, I, 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 it's not something I've looked into a whole lot, but I would just say that just seems like that would be um, possible. I could think of a number of scenarios that would seem that I've heard and sound plausible or whatever. Right. So just another- at least extremely efficient energy production. So you're not going to debunk free energy. I don't know. I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> Thank goodness. All right. Yeah. You can start with Cre- Basil's garage. <laughs> yeah. You can come over here and tell me exactly why this isn't working. <laughs> you spent money on that too, didn't you? you didn't you well, buy you know, a Tesla document good. or something? No, no, no. We're good. We're still, we're still in the works here. It's not a complete disaster. I'm just, you know, I'm working on other stuff. I'm a busy guy. <laughs> Speaking of that, what do you think about time travel, Chris White? Well, time travel, I think, would be... I mean, you can get into the physics of the issue. And if that could be demonstrated that it's physically possible, um, then I'm down with it being possible. Like, what I'm saying is, like, wormholes or whatever, time, yeah. something like that. So, if it leaves room in the in terms of literally a physical possibility, then then sure, why not? But what does that mean? Does that mean you could uh, go like just a few seconds in the future or something like that? Or you could send like an atom three seconds, you know, something like that. Right. Does it mean the full on, you know, flux capacitor, I'm going to set it for 1885, you know, and, and ride a train into the future. I don't think that's necessarily the way it would go, but I guess if you can do one, you might be able to do the other. I do think that that one guy uh, and I can't say that I listened to the whole thing, but it seemed like that could be a promotion or something. I think I'm going with Andrew Hoffman's uh, thing on that. It could be a promotion for Looper. That's what I'm going with. Looper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. look at that. But I don't know. I can't say much about it because I didn't listen to it. So I just, I just, I just really don't know. I was just going to say I haven't seen Looper yet, so I don't know how their physics are on the on the movie. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I haven't either. I haven't either, but I but uh, I do like I do like some sci-fi uh, when I get a chance to, and uh, and that's what I've been holding out for. So speaking of sci-fi, jump room to Mars, go. <laughs> jump room to Mars. Not sure I follow. Okay, that's fine. And teleportation to Mars. Okay, what about Obama on Mars? <laughs> uh, it's possible. I yeah. mean, it's it's certainly possible. If he got on, if he got started today, I mean, he'd have to get started pretty soon. Yeah, but well, I mean, there's there's talk he's already been there. Okay, well, if he's already been there, <laughs> then that would explain. I, I just don't like that Obama. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that Obama, but I just no Obama 2012. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, Something I know. about him seems out of this world. <laughs> you can probably sell that on the on the uh, on the talk radio circuit for sure yeah i think that's gonna be my new thing mm-hmm. just uh it's the basil show and all i talk <laughs> about is president obama's out of this world <laughs> okay <All laughs> a right. little little different audience for that i guess yeah that's a real niche right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wouldn't know anything about niches or small groups of people believing crazy sounding things yeah <laughs> <laughs> Just, just so you know, Chris, the reason why I, I did the jump room to Mars thing was because uh, 
we did a show on Mars. I think you were in Africa, but we did, we, we did, it was, it's like being called the infamous show now because it's like, there was a couple of people that were like, Oh, you guys are so awesome. And then you did that episode. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Oh man. I was telling all my friends to watch the show. And then you go and do something like this. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Which is basically that same guy, Andrew Bishago or whatever that like, you know, right. claimed he was in project Pegasus and all that stuff. And yeah, same guy. Yeah. And we were looking at, we looked at his document that he supposedly saw when he was an eight year old because his father time traveled to the future to bring back the document that he was going to write. That was going to like, you know, prove life on Mars. And then, you know, we read the PDF and we kind of go through the PDF and it's like, really, you know, cause he goes, he Larry, basically Larry, all he does there's rocks. Yeah. He, he, he says that these rock forming like rocks basically are, it's like, what did he say? It's like an art gallery and there's a, Right. There's a mantis person there and caterpillar I, mother. Yeah, it was. Did it was, he say that the py- there were pyramids and a face on Mars? Uh, he, he did he, mention that. I think but he mentioned he it. Focused on some other things. Yeah, he uh, and I, I did listen to your podcast or uh, the Ancient Aliens uh, podcast today that talked about the the face on Mars a little bit. But um, wh- actually, what are your what's your thought on that that little statue woman type thing? Like, I guess the the official explanation is that like wind. Caused it to make you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the uh, it would kind of the sculpture I only remember of the it was woman supposed to be like a, uh, like a like a ape or something like that. I don't remember. I don't think I've seen the the sculpture one yet. Yeah, it's it, it is kind of weird. It, it does look like a person. Like it looks like a statue of a person. Um, and, and you know, NASA said that it's it, co- it was caused by wind, but well there's nothing else that caused it up there unless there was unless, aliens unless was or aliens. wind yeah. it's either aliens or wind <laughs> but you know, anyway this guy Bishago you know uses really bad pixelated pictures and says right. that there's all sorts of well yeah like the yeah and you know I guess there would be if there's dust storms and sandstorms there you could have like a basically a turbocharged you know sandblasting these things as well right you know right but that's just a thought do you have any thoughts on the technocalypse or the technocracy coming? Well, I do. I think it's it's terrible. Uh, but if it, if we have time to do it, that's all I'm thinking. I mean, if, if if and I don't have a problem with there being time to do it. I think you it mean could be the, if the the universe exists long enough. If the universe exists long enough, we're all in just in for a terrible, <laughs> terrible ride. Um, but, but it, it's just, and I think it very well could be. I mean, I, I don't put any, I mean, I feel like it could be soon, but at the same time, I feel like whatever, you know, it could be 30, 50 years and that at this pace would be quite enough time to everything just to get really ridiculous. Right. And so all that stuff is, uh, you know, is perfectly, uh, uh, reasonable to me because I think that, I think that we're just going to do as bad of things as we possibly can with what the tools that we have and as the tools get better we're just going to do badder stuff even we're going to be better at badder stuff yeah we're we're always bad but we just need better you know toys and stuff like that (laughs) so well you know they said they're gonna figure out human immortality by 2045 so it's true that's a thing yeah well that would be that would be um interesting i do think that you have you know of course the people in the bible that uh, that seek death seek but death. death will not come right um i don't know where to go with that 
other than I do think that is a part of the judgment of God uh, on them, whether they do it to themselves or, or whatever. But it is a pretty selective group that does that, and it's just about everybody that's not saved. Um, but I know there are some theories about that. But I would say also that that's why people are beheaded uh, during that time as opposed to any others. Just beheadings, the word for beheadings at that word is just beheadings. I mean, that, right. So, so that's that's a reason. But you know, it it's uh, so I, I know people postulate based on that that it's the mark of the beast that does it. Uh, and I think that that's the best evidence for something crazy with the mark of the beast, um, because the the actual passages don't lend to anything crazy except it's just a mark, and you got to have the mark. It's on your right hand or forehead. You got to do it to eat, and that's it. But right. the the sort of kind of how, how should I call it the circumstantial evidence of people also not dying. We would presume those people, you know. But the, you know, it, it could be a number of things. I'd like to look into that some more. <laughs> right. Some more. And they, they, doesn't sores break out over the body and, and things like that as well? I All sorts of stuff. Mentioning that. And, but uh, all right. Well, anyway. sounds good. Um, okay. Well. There you have it, everybody. Chris White, thank you so much for coming on the show, my friend. It's good to be here, guys. Thanks for having me on. And uh, where can we find not just the film, but all the work that you do? Well, uh, I think the best place to go is NowhereToRunRadio.com. But for this application, I think Ancient Aliens Debunked is the best place, AncientAliensDebunked.com. There's a podcast, a Twitter is sort of the main thing there. And also the blog is where I hope to um, keep people updated with the different ancient aliens theories that i may have missed so if you're interested in that kind of thing watch the twitter watch the blog whatnot there i'm going to continue to be working on that as we talked about well there you go everybody make sure to go get involved with that and check out the video and come back next week for canary cry radio and as always think outside the cage Thank you for listening to this episode of Canary Cry Radio. The show notes for this episode and many others are available at canarycryradio.com. Make sure to connect and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash canarycryradio. Follow us on Twitter at canarycryradio. If you would like to share the show in video format, you can find us on YouTube by searching Canary Cry Radio. Review us on iTunes with five stars and give us a thumbs up on StumbleUpon.com. We would like to thank those of you who have given us your support, prayers, and donations. If you would like to join us and support Canary Cry Radio financially, you could do so by visiting CanaryCryRadio.com and clicking the support tab. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, remember to think outside the cage.